0: Good morning, listeners. Um, this is our third podcast from the uh, Western CCFPEM group. Uh, we've had uh, two uh, uh, episodes of our new podcast. Months of the here recording, along with uh, our guest for today, who is uh, our chief resident from the current uh, uh, CCFPEM program. One of the chief residents, uh, Dr. Adam Fogel, uh, who came to our program um, last year and has been with us. Uh, He is uh, currently uh, PGY3, uh, who did his family training uh, here in London, Ontario as well, currently in our uh, EM program, and he's going to talk about some of his phenomenal work uh, that he's done while uh, he's been with us uh, as a family and uh, Emerge resident.
1: I'll let Adam introduce himself. Thank you very much, uh, Muncef for having me uh, on your uh, podcast. Pleasure to uh, be here. So uh, I'm Adam Foel. I am uh, currently the uh, chief resident, as uh, Muncef said, of the uh, Family and Emerge uh, program here at uh, Western. And uh, I was previously the uh, chief resident as well of uh, Family Medicine. And uh, apart from that, uh, just a resident uh, in emergency medicine and uh, really enjoying the uh, year. So thank you very much uh, to Muncef who is our program director. Well, thank you very much, uh, and thanks
0: for uh, doing this podcast uh, with us. Uh, This is our new project uh, where we invite uh, different guests to showcase aspects of our program uh, that we consider strong and uh, enlightening for our viewers and things that uh, people can learn from, and I hope that other uh, residents and uh, educators are listening to our program uh, and our podcast Um, So Adam is a leader amongst residents. Uh, His uh, um, uh, goals are are in leadership and uh, he's uh, naturally talented uh, as a leader. He sits on uh, multiple uh, committees, uh, gets involved in administrative work and duties and uh, functions uh, as an external representative of the program and the uh, university. So Adam, do you want to tell us a little bit about what committees you sit on
1: and what work you've done in that uh, domain? Sure, thanks. So, so I, I work uh, on a couple different uh, committees and a couple different levels. Uh, the base uh, level I work at is mainly as a resident, and I work as a uh, chief resident, as I said before. So, a lot of the uh, stuff I do relates around uh, resident uh, well-being, uh, how residents function in the program, and then also the program structure and how things are running, dealing with issues as well. Uh, that uh, stems uh, mainly from uh, my work as the uh, chief, both uh, from previously as a family medicine and now from emergency medicine as well. So that leads me to sit on the program uh, committees, but then also external committees as well, in terms of uh, competency based uh, medical education, which is uh, coming up uh, through the ranks for all the uh, programs. Uh, from there as well, I sit on a couple of the university uh, committees. So I um, Worked on the CVME committee as well, I uh, sit on a couple of the resident committees that look at resident issues, uh, residents in difficulty who are struggling, uh, professionalism issues as well, again from the resident uh, end. Then I also work as a resident more on the departmental level. So I actually sit on the emergency medicine committee that uh, looks after our technology so we are currently transitioning with our cerner system to a new uh, emr uh, base it's going to be the similar structure but just a new platform and uh, electronic documentation so i'm the resident uh, leader on that secondary on the uh, perspective from the hospital i work on the technology committee so uh, we actually look after implementation not only for our london house sciences center but how technology and our emr is actually implemented through the i believe it's 12 uh, different hospitals that use the EMR, and then I also represent uh, our colleagues on the OMA. So I'm actually a uh, district alternative uh, for the OMAS. So I sit on the provincial level as well and look after leadership from that perspective. Thank you very much, Adam. So the reason we are here
0: today, Adam, is with respect to some of the work you've already mentioned, and that's in the area of informatics. Um, and as you've mentioned, you sit on the committee for the hospital EMR implementation, as well as the uh, technology committee to look at the different uh, uh, technological uh, advances that we're making in uh, in uh, our hospitals and our emergency departments, which will uh, change uh, the way we chart and document things in the eMERGE um but specifically i would like to uh address a project that uh that you did uh which uh we will refer to as the website uh and we'll let you talk a little bit about this project and through this project we probably have a little bit of a discussion on on this particular podcast on informatics and uh your expertise uh with informatics even as a resident uh will be useful to uh, bring up some of the things that uh, we'll talk about but uh, starting with the website why don't you tell us about that uh, great project and uh, how did
1: how did the project come about uh, sure thanks so uh, the the website is londonreferral.com uh, that's uh, the website as we'll call it so essentially, it started off actually as a uh, project when I was a PGY-1 in uh, family medicine looking apply applied emergency medicine. I uh, actually uh, was talking to uh, yourself about different ways and projects and, and how we can uh, you know, utilize uh, the resources we have in the communities and really centralize them. So what we were really hoping to do is come up with a project that was a relatively low-tech, high-impact uh, project that uh, would really help the community emergency physicians and also London Health Sciences emergency physicians use the resources and understand the resources that are available in the community, uh, specifically around uh, referrals and uh, the ways that which we could work that into their daily flow and have easy access to do so, that would allow uh, community physicians to have a central repository essentially of printable forms that are fillable that they can use and uh, will help with their referral patterns. Uh, within uh, our our region
0: so you're saying that this project was uh, um, was a resident uh, initiative even though uh, a couple of us had thought about it and uh, i was one of them and uh, unfortunately did not have the know-how nor the uh, 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 manpower to implement it Uh, but uh, along came a resident like yourself and uh, again Uh, took this on and uh, took it by the horn, as they say, and uh, came up with an amazing website. So for our viewers, please check out the londonreferral.com website. What have
1: you accomplished with the project? I think one of the biggest things we've accomplished is making referrals and resources readily accessible to emergency physicians. And not only emergency physicians, a lot of our users are also family medicine physicians. Uh, We have uh, quite a few nurse practitioners that use our uh, website as well. In addition to specialists, who are looking to refer to other specialists uh, in the area. So I think the biggest accomplishment is really taking uh, valuable information about referrals and making it extremely accessible for our uh, physician colleagues to use. In addition, the uh, website also has more than just referrals, it actually has some resources. So we have things around billing resources, concussion resources, handouts uh, for physicians to use actually in their everyday practice as well. And this website um, is limited to
0: our geographic area. Yes. How many hospitals and clinics would you say um, that website is uh, relevant for in our area?
1: Sure, so it uh, it spans quite a few hospitals. So it obviously would encompass the uh, three hospitals here in London. And the geographic area that we built it with in terms of having some uh, champions in the community, mainly the uh, Merch Chiefs as well. So we would encompass hospitals such as uh, Exeter, the... uh, which is South Huron Hospital Association as well. St. Thomas is a big partner of ours, all the way uh, through to Goderich, uh, Sarnia, and uh, we have the whole stratford group as well which is the and uh, pertha health alliance as well dr Aman was a great help in terms of building that referral network as well so we probably have about uh, 10 to 12 hospitals that use our information uh, from their geographic location and uh, in terms of the number of clinics that's really hard to know because we have innumerable numbers around uh, those areas and in london itself
0: that's a huge number of users um within this geographic region um, that are uh, um, uh, taking advantage of of your project and your website are you seeing a lot of hits uh, on that website yeah
1: so we uh, in terms of the trends that we're seeing we're averaging Usually at least above 100, uh, a hundred users a day right now. Um, last uh, kind of last couple of weeks, uh, the numbers have been hitting around the one hundred twenty to one hundred thirty marks as well. Those usually go down uh, on the weekend, so you, you know weekends will usually hit about twenty unique users. Where Monday through Friday, we're seeing that one hundred thirty mark. Um, when we look at the actual number, just uh, on, on a monthly basis, we're seeing about uh, eighteen hundred uh, unique kind of IP addresses uh, that Excellent. are being accessed.
0: And how has it been used? Do you, do you get a sense of how it's being used? Is it being used more for its resources, or, or more for the forms, or more just as a reference? Can you tell how many forms are being printed, or do we have that ability?
1: So no, uh, the way the website works, I can't see exactly what forms are downloaded. Um, but what we can see is the, the page hits. Most of the page hits usually come from uh, re- specific referrals. Uh, neurology is actually one of the top ones that gets hit uh, quite often. We'll see other things, the top specialties in terms of uh, orthopedics as well. And uh, in terms of resources, our, our billing resource uh, page actually has a significant number of hits that uh, get uh, to it as well. But again, I can't see exactly what people are downloading or not mm-hmm. downloading. Fair enough. And what do you see sort of uh, it
0: being used for in the future?
1: I, I think, again, in terms of the referral resources, that's probably one of the biggest uh, uses of it. And it really helps people understand what referral resources are out there, what physician specialties are. And down the road, I think what we're really going to start seeing is more resources going on there. So recently we uh, added uh, the concussion uh, resources from the area as well, and not only resources but referrals, so it really helps people have both the information and the referral in one uh, one page and I think that's probably where we're going to be heading in terms of having patient handouts while also having the referral information that physicians can work it in into their workflow so going
0: forwards, you see more uh, patient handouts, more brochures being added on, maybe some more information that we can give to our patients being added on. Um, that would be something maybe to, to add on to it um, to, to get more use out of it. How often
1: do you update the website Adam? So it really depends on the section so I, I try to keep it on top of it the best I, I can. Most of the information comes from uh, public domain such as the, the CPSO, uh, also from our hospital registry which is public uh, access as well. Uh, th- most of the updates actually come from physicians themselves. So I'll often get uh, emails from physicians in our community telling me about somebody who just opened a new practice or actually from the physician themselves who's updating their practice or wants their information updated. So it's usually on an individual physician basis that we're updating things, uh, but I do try to go through the whole uh, list as well to see who's retired and moved on or is no longer taking referrals.
0: So you do get feedback from the people that are listed on the website, uh, the neurologists and uh, cardiologists and uh, community internists uh, uh, they do give you feedback on on how best to reach their clinics and how to access their services which is great because that is a big part of uh, referrals from uh, the emerge we don't know where they are going uh, when we just send off a fax but here's a centralized process and the contact and email information available there so the referral resources can give you feedback on, on how to uh, update their, their resources and, and optimize their services. So, so that's great. Um, how did you learn all, all the, the technology, Adam? Uh, uh, there's quite a bit of uh,
1: technology involved, isn't there? Yeah, it's, uh, as I said kind of before, it's a, it's a bit of a low tech uh, system, so I have uh, no IT background whatsoever. Um, so, most of the learning I did came from uh, watching YouTube videos uh, going online, uh, learning how to uh, kind of code in HTML and then learning how to take that information and apply it to what I was doing and What I really saw is over time how the coding changed as I learned simpler ways to uh, to actually take that information and build it into uh, the, the website it is today. And uh, you'll actually see kind of from the you know the original pages to the uh, pages I have now, the, the coding's actually a lot cleaner. Uh, and uh, the
0: other part of this is that the forms you have are actually PDF fillable on the website. How did you learn to, to, to code those forms to be filled on the website? Because many other referral resources just allow you to print off a form and then you have to fill it out manually. But you've actually coded the forms to be fillable uh, uh,
1: right on the website. Yeah, so that's a skill I actually learned a a couple years ago. Um, It was actually uh, when I worked as a a camp director for the city of Vaughan. We had uh, thousands of uh, documents of paperwork I felt like that parents had to fill in or that were attendance forms. And uh, people were used to fill them out by hand. Um, I have illegible writing as do many other physicians. So I actually needed a way to take that make that information easily accessible and actually try to make it faster. So for me it was actually about time saving and, and cost saving as well in terms of my time. So I actually learned that skill a couple of years ago and learned to build uh, fillable PDFs that I actually shared with the group and we actually saved a lot of time and money uh, in terms of uh, actual people sitting down writing by hand animated, legible as well, easy to use. So that's kind of where I actually learned that skill and just took that skill and applied it to this project.
0: That's amazing. And uh, uh, certainly there are amazingly um, uh, high-level career uh, positions f- these days with informatics for physicians who've learned to do all that stuff. So, so good luck with that. Definitely, it does open up uh, other careers uh, for you, Adam, uh, in, in medical informatics with the medical uh, knowledge and the uh, technical know-how. Addressing the issue of medical informatics, and uh, certainly we're seeing EMRs being adopted in the emergency departments. Uh, I think family medicine is very well ahead of us in that area. Most of the family physicians in our uh, region have adopted different EMRs. Um and uh, our uh, hospital here in London is on an EMR at the moment in terms of uh, labs and uh, computerized physician order entry, uh, retrieving documents, blood work following patient flow. Our charting is still by paper, but that's hopefully changing very soon um, Is this a good thing adam in in your opinion uh, as as a as a resident, as a young aspiring Emerge Doc in 2019, almost 2020. Um, your generation is the uh, computer generation, and uh, do you do you feel like this is a good thing? All the informatics, your website, the EMRs. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I I think we're definitely headed to the uh, kind of era of uh, really adding technology into medicine. Uh, EMRs I think are are excellent. However, every EMR has its limitation as well. Uh, There's obviously EMRs that are better than others out there, and some are older than others and not as pliable. And I think that's something that we're really seeing. So in terms of the actual documentation, that's actually the project I I am working on right now with the department. I'm the physician uh, resident lead on that. And uh, what I think we're seeing is that it's going to help uh, in terms of legibility of notes. Uh, It also helps make uh, information much more accessible because right now, uh, when a a patient is actually admitted Uh, into the hospital, that information in terms of the actual chart is not found online. So some hospitals like Ottawa actually used to scan their documentation from the emergency department and you could access it. That is not something we do here at uh, London Health Sciences Centre. So I think from actually having a documentation perspective in terms of how patients are going to be seen um, down the road. I think that is very, very important. The same information will essentially be there, but it makes it more accessible to patients and also providers as well, Uh, especially uh, family physicians who could have access to that information and really understand what happened with their patient in the emergency department to allow them to follow up better and have better patient care. I think the limitation we're seeing with Uh, EMRs and and electronic documentation specifically is, uh, number one, the lack of access to uh, physical computers. I think that's a big uh, problem that we're facing right now in London in terms of our physical space and, and obviously you need the ability to have the place to actually document. I think one of the other issues as well is there are some things that are much easier to do on paper. So in the emergency department we'll often draw little diagrams to understand where uh, a patient is injured or a foreign body is in an eye or really describe a laceration or a cut in somebody uh, by drawing it out. Uh, That is something that with our current documentation that's likely to come in may be a bit more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Some places uh, have uh, moved to EMRs that actually do have pictures. So when we look at the Epic EMR uh, system, they actually do have uh, images you can draw on and you can label and work with. So that's something that I hope that we could bring into our system as well in terms of being able to bring not only text but images in to really help enhance the documentation. But I do think we're headed there, and I think it will really improve patient care. I think if we look at uh, some places that have done it really well, when you look at Alberta that actually has one unified uh, system, that is where I hope we could head down in the long term that all providers for that patient will have access to that information to provide the most comprehensive patient care.
0: And that is the challenge, really, because uh, different hospitals, different clinics, are all subscribing to different vendors, which I think beats the purpose of the, uh, defeats the purpose of the EMR, because the EMR should be transferable and should be something that you can see across hospital platforms. So definitely that's something to to aspire for. Do you think that technology-wise, hospital emergency departments are ready for EMRs? Do you think they have the infrastructure that uh, would be required for paper, uh, sorry, electronic charting
1: at this point in time. I think that a lot of places do have the ability to do it. I think, like most other things in our healthcare system, it comes down to cost. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest issues is every time you you know you need to set up a computer that is a you know a capital cost to set it up and then you also need to have the IT support in which to, to do it as well. Right. So from that perspective, yes, do we have the ability to do it? Absolutely we do, but it, it will come down to cost, and then there's also all those additional aspects as well in terms of that needs to fit within your workflow. As an right. ED physician, one of the biggest uh, things is your workflow, right. and then when we talked about the website, that was one of the biggest things we kept in mind is how, do a, how does a physician work? Yes. Uh, they want something that's fast and easy to access, simple to use, You want that when you're working as well as an ED physician. You don't want your documentation to take you longer. Um, You want it to be easy to do, import information into your documentation, and you want to have a fast way to do that. So one of the biggest things is uh, dictation. So being able to dictate into your software to speed yourself up. That is uh, well to do within a lot of softwares they have it, but a lot of hospitals also then have to start purchasing uh, products like Dragon, which is a dictation software and then purchasing the microphones that go with it, which again is a very large uh, ongoing and also capital cost that hospitals will have to uh, come you know accept which some hospitals, unfortunately, do not have that ability, especially when we're talking about smaller hospitals, which do work on a very limited uh, budget. Right, so definitely as
0: we adopt more informatics, we will need more computers, and many people have have put on their wish list the idea to, to be able to use the EMR on a touch screen device, like an iPad or a Surface, but those come at a significant cost and then we have concerns about losing the devices or, or getting the devices stolen uh, from the department uh, at a, at a huge capital cost. So as we as much as we like the technology coming up, um, it it does come with challenges. If the technology is adopted too quickly without the infrastructure, then it will slow down the uh, typical ER physician because it might be slow or cumbersome to use or. We don't have the uh, hardware that's powerful enough to run those EMRs, so those are all considerations um, in the uh, adoption of this technology, uh, and were obviously considerations you had when uh, when you built the website.
1: yeah, those are, I think are very important considerations and you, you know you talk about mobile devices, uh, things like iPads or or tablets in general, and their ability to help us. A lot of the providers out there and the vendors of uh, large products uh, in terms of uh, like CERNA Millennium, uh, Epic, they do have applications that you can put on uh, tablet devices as well. They Some of them do have their limitations. Some of them are excellently uh, integrated and actually can help in your flow. But uh, again, it's that cost of who's bearing it. So in a, in a lot of departments, uh, physicians have to bring their own devices in the sense that the hospital will not provide them. It really makes a cost for a physician to actually be able to work, to have to bring in their own technology just to come to work. And I think that's the way we're seeing a lot of hospitals move. I trained in Ottawa where they actually were some of the first developers of uh, in-house applications. And we had had iPads where we would order and see patient charts uh, right from the system. And it, it was outstanding, but slowly over time, we saw that more and more people were having to bring in their own devices and they were limiting who was actually able to have access to the devices, again, due to the capital and ongoing cost of running these devices and the support staff that you need for this technology.
0: So I, I feel that there's a few issues. There's the benefits of the EMR, but at the same time, there's the uh, cost associated with the equipment and the equipment that you know physicians would like to have Uh, may not be what what is on the hospital budget. Um, And so we may still be using large computers on wheels when we could easily switch that to a touchscreen device that would help our flow. Uh, So there's the issue of cost, there's the issue of flow, um, there's the issue of uh, uh, learning the technology because uh, for, for many of us older physicians, learning the technology is a challenge as well. Um, and what it all comes down to is is whether it will actually help things uh, overall. Um, will it help with safety and errors and um, looking after our patients? Uh, do you think there's actually a benefit to taking
1: all this on for the patients we look after? I really do. I think it really stems from the fact that information is the crux of medicine. Uh, You know, we as physicians are information gatherers, and then we analyze that data um, to come up with diagnosis, to come up with treatment plans, right? In the sense that we take somebody's uh, history, uh, which is a story. We do a physical exam, take all that information and process it to come up with a, a management plan and a diagnosis. As I said, if you have a limitation in the information that you can get, that limits you. Uh, you know, as, as you know, I, I worked uh, and, and trained as a family doctor, and sometimes it would be very challenging when a patient would go to the emergency department uh, the evening before and come to see you the next day, and you unfortunately don't know what transpired because you do not have that information. I would be able to provide better patient care, especially in an outpatient setting, if I had more information. If I understood what that patient uh, had done, the test they had, a, the discussions they had, their presenting story. When I have that information at my fingertips, it allows me to uh, provide better patient care. I think I think from that perspective, in terms of the the patient safety perspective, I think it really comes down to that granular data. If I can provide better patient care, I, I would assume I would provide uh, and have better patient safety. I don't know if that data is there just yet. Uh, that, that's not something I'm well-versed on, so it would be hard for me to answer. Um, As a physician, I think having information is so important. So having information easily accessible is usually through technology. And we are seeing more of that becoming available in terms of having access through Clinical Connect uh, here in our region and being able to pull up uh, information. But again, there's always a delay to it, especially when things are still being dictated and there's a delay. So the
0: benefits are there. Uh, I think the challenges are more with the adoption uh, and how it affects physician flow and what the requirements and expectations are from physicians as they implement computer systems. There may be a little more uh, keyboarding that physicians might have to do or mouse clicks or uh, touch pad clicks, as, as you may say, uh, than they're currently used to. But the theoretical benefit that you've alluded to in terms of information availability And information transfer uh, is supposedly very valuable for patient care. And remember, in the emergency department, we are not only using information, we are also producing information. And the information that we produce in the emergency department through the tests we order, through things that we document, through things that we find on physical examination, then becomes information for the next care provider. So we are... Uh, not only using, but we're also producing information. And I think that can flow seamlessly through a a nice uh, EMR and a system of medical informatics. Your website, do you think it will be integrated within uh, EMRs in the area?
1: It's possible down the road. Uh, Right now, we don't have uh, the connection for it. And one of the biggest issues, as you alluded to before, uh, Mansif, is that there's so many different EMR providers out there. Um, you know, In our area, the uh, big ones that people are using right now are uh, PS Suite, uh, Acuro, and uh, some of us are you know, we're still using Nightingale as well, uh, in addition to a slew of other EMRs as well. The issue is each EMR has to integrate that data, which uh, would be very uh, hard to do, unfortunately. And that's actually one of the main things that we had uh, come up with when we were building the project, is just having this information directly on the website. Uh, where any physician can go to any device, uh, let it be their phone, their computer, their tablet and access this information with no barriers. So that is a very important aspect when we were thinking about it in terms of building a productive website that again is easy to work within a flow and having that easily accessible to all physicians no matter where you are uh, we, here in London, for example, we have a similar thing we, we call FRED in the emergency department, which again has a lot of referral resources, but is only accessible to people that work here in London while you are in a London site, because you have to access it through the internet, So that was part of the idea, is make it easy accessible to all physicians, no matter what they're using. All they need is an, interconnect, an internet connection and a web browser to access this information that's right at their fingertips
0: and those are amazing principles to apply to informatics in general so what you've mentioned about your website then become the principles for people that are developing you know informatics tools that they should be freestanding tools that should be able to be accessed on any device they should be able to be used very quickly and very easily without impacting flow so right there, you've mentioned a few things that we would like to see in our EMRs. I wish everybody adopted those principles or talked to you before they develop their EMRs, don't you?
1: Yeah, that would be nice. I think a lot of EMRs, we have to remember they are uh, they're, they're companies, they're business, uh, they're, uh, their primary goal is to generate income, and most of their uh, stuff is, is proprietary. Right, so they you know they have all this proprietary information that other people cannot really engage with as much, uh and I think we're seeing that in the sense that whenever we want to make a change uh, within the hospital to the EMR system, we can't do it. We have to go to the parent company that uh, supplies the EMR to us, and we have to work with them to actually integrate it within their programming structure and uh, I think that's a limitation as well that we have, and that again different hospitals around here even within the emergency departments do use different EMRs and they use them differently as well thanks so um, you're doing some research on the website at, at the moment uh, yeah so right now we're working on a uh, quality improvement uh, study so it's, it's my resident project as well really trying to understand uh, who is using the website and how are they using the website and then the third additional aspect to it is also how can we improve So like any other project there's always room for improvements, we wanna understand what people are we not capturing and how can we potentially capture them with this resource? Is there something that we're missing that they're not using it within their workflow? And also what can we do to improve our website? Is that adding more resources? Is that having a way for people to maybe send this information online? Um, We're we're really trying to figure out how can we make this uh, kind of grassroots project better? for our physicians in our community uh, who are end users. How do you
0: uh, intend on keeping things up to date as you move on in your own career? Will you continue to uh, look after the website as you move on and start your own professional practice? Do you intend to pass it on to another resident? What do you see the future of your uh, website?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where, just like everything else, we're we're probably gonna have to pass the torch on a little bit to somebody who is, uh, you know, in the area who has, uh, you know, boots on the ground. You know, it's something that I will definitely keep my hand in and, and help out with. But I think we're probably gonna have to look at ways of keeping it more sustainable within itself. And I, one of the goals we have within the website, hopefully, is being able to make it self-sustaining. Um, I think we're in that flux right now and, and having to look at how we're going to transition that over. Uh, let it be taking it on as a, another resident project or uh, turning it into something where we can make it more financially feasible to not generate an income, but to be able to gener- self-generate enough money that somebody can look after over time. So, I think that's something that's in flux right now, and one of those things that always has to be thought about and I think we're really at the point right now where we're having to come up with different ideas and then explore them
0: perfect um what's your next research project or or next project uh, in in maybe in informatics maybe not
1: so right now i'm I'm involved as I said, working within our hospital department in terms of looking at how this new emr uh, platform is going to be implemented and really trying to work with that and try to make it user friendly for uh, myself and my colleagues as well so that's really where uh, i'm working on right now in terms of my next project i think that will just have to come over time what i'll have to do is is see what the need is as we did before and then come up with a way to uh, fix it i I find i'm somebody who is more of a solutions you know problem solutions based uh, person so wherever I am wherever I'm working I'll have to see you know what I can best do to help that group and the way in which we can do it as I said you know I'm quite interested in how technology uh, works but we'll we'll really have to just see on on how that's uh, gonna fit maybe it's a technology maybe it's not we'll Mm -hmm. we'll really have to see and how uh, how we can make this uh, work for that whatever group I'm uh, working with and helping well I
0: certainly hope that you continue to uh, develop uh, skills abilities insights into the informatics area because there's really a lack of physician input uh, in, in this area and, uh, and as we've seen, when uh, EMRs first come out, they don't really have that um, medical user um, input into the development and then, once physicians start using these EMRs, nurses and other professionals, they, they get the feedback and then they rebuild and uh, uh, tweak it and, and improve their, uh, their EMR. But it would be good to have physicians like yourself involved from the get-go in these projects, providing input uh, to these EMRs uh, in general and uh, other sort of website tools like yours, like yours that you've developed so that uh, they are useful in a way that is uh, uh, helpful, in a way that is easy for different levels of users in the emergency department and doesn't affect our flow because flow is a huge part of the ED. Um, and as we've heard from you from your website, uh, flow is uh, uh, definitely something that you took into consideration when you built the, the website. So a uh, great job um, and uh, hope that you continue to work on, on informatics. Um, any final words,
1: Adam, before we wrap up and uh, have a summary at the end? Uh, you know, for, first of all, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, I I would really like to I think just really point out that most of the things that we think about are these big daunting tasks. But if we really just break them down, and as I said, you know, this website is, is low tech. Uh, I think what we really need to think about in the future is how can we make cost effective technology changes in terms of having somebody build a local resource, a local repository of information that really does not take a lot of time. There's a lot of human time invested you know it took me about three hundred hours to actually build the initial site and learn and to, which is a huge investment that I, I had thankfully had time for as a resident but what we really look at is over time the actual capital cost of doing it is is minimal it, it costs us less than fifty dollars a year to actually run this website in terms of just paying for the domain name so I, what I really like people to think about is how can you take technology and low-tech technology but make it extremely useful for yourself and your colleagues
0: excellent points and um, this would apply to people that are interested in informatics who can really develop some of these tools for their hospitals so that referral information billing resources uh, patient information handouts are readily available for their group and if you don't have an emr yet you don't have to have an EMR. You can build independent websites and resources at a very low cost that actually are simple, low technology as Adam said, and really help uh, flow, right?
1: Yes, and you don't really need a lot of background information. As I said, I had never coded anything in my life. I just went on YouTube, free, free resource, went on some websites and, and learned to code it. Took Absolutely. a little bit of time, but at the end of the day, it, it's not a hard skill. Right. Uh, to be able to build something quite simple that's effective. So
0: when it comes to medical informatics, you know we have the big the big EMRs, but we also have more simpler, uh, low tech resources that are actually helpful uh, to us. And hopefully, eventually, we can integrate all these things. It is still early days as far as EMRs and informatics are concerned, but it's great to see the talent that's out there, even from physicians, young physicians like Adam, who have put the time into developing um, some of these tools and some of the informatics uh, things that can be used uh, quite easily. Going forward, certainly there are bigger changes coming, and again, we hope that these changes continue to use these simple principles of being uh, user friendly and being able to uh, uh, help our flow, not slow our flow and at the at the same time uh, help our patients so uh, thank you adam for for coming and talking to us about medical informatics It's a topic I've wanted to cover on on this podcast. Uh, And I'm sure this will uh, lead to a lot of discussion. Uh, Many physicians uh, love informatics in the department, some don't, uh, but uh, we can keep talking about it. It certainly looks like it's the way of the future. So uh, at some level, we'll all have to learn. Um, And uh, again, we're fascinated by this project that Adam undertook. Certainly easy to develop uh, in many uh, geographical regions, for your own hospitals and for for your own patient care. So thanks, Adam, and thank you to our viewers for listening to us on this uh, uh, discussion of uh, uh, EMRs and informatics and Adam's website. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, have a great time. Thanks.